The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello and welcome to another live edition of What Catholics Believe. I'm your host, Thomas Nagley. With me tonight is Father William Jenkins, a traditional Catholic priest of the Society of St. Pius V. He also serves as the pastor here at Immaculate Conception Church right in Nor here in Norwood, Ohio. Hello, Father. How are you? Very fine, Tom. Thank you. How are you? Not too bad, Father. Great Good. to be here. Good. Father, we, uh, we, this is our, our first program post-midterm post elections. I know many of our, our viewers are anxious to, uh, to hear a Catholic perspective on these midterm elections, there were um, many questions that have come up um, as we as we begin to see some of the results of these elections. One in particular is, uh, you know, that this this uh, so-called red wave was was yeah. forecasted of of Republicans who were um, apparently very likely to to uh, take the Senate, taking could take control of the Senate and uh, gain many seats in the House. Um, that doesn't quite seem to be the case um, of, of the uh, results that we've actually seen come in. Uh, so, Father, just in general, um, any thoughts or uh, a uh, Catholic perspective on these uh, midterm elections? Well, the polls, <clears throat> some of the polls were indicating that there would be a red wave. Some were calling it a red tsunami. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now they're referring to it as at most a red ripple. Uh, very disappointing, needless to say. It took the wind out of a lot of sails. It, it tends to show the unreliability of the polls these days. And um, especially these days, perhaps. But also, it does make one wonder if, uh, well, how, how much of this is propaganda to begin with? Um, you know, there were those possibly touting the, the incoming red tsunami. Maybe that was uh, designed to make sure the Democrats get out to vote. To scare them into getting out, getting out the vote, but perhaps, I think perhaps even more so. <clears throat> the idea was to give some kind of false hope to Republicans, uh, especially the mega Republicans, <clears throat> that the cavalry is on its way, and we were going to be, um, you know, making a great headway and <clears throat> taking back America and all the rest, and. Um, um, that, that false hope can uh, do a lot of damage because when it doesn't come to pass, uh, when it's not realized, it can really uh, take, a, as I say, uh, a lot of steam away from people and, and, and make them very downcast and discouraged. So I, I wonder to what extent, uh, I mean, let's face it, I mean, the Republicans were in a sense riding high thinking that they were supposed to, and it was almost guaranteed that they were going to sweep <clears throat> into the House and sweep into the Senate and, and so on. <clears throat> but uh, they found it to be quite a terrific battle. Um, in some states, they were fighting the battle of abortion, uh, even you know, voting on whether or not abortion should be included in the state constitution. The state of Vermont uh, was the first state here uh, to actually incorporate abortion as a right in the constitution of the state. That was followed by others, another state as well. 
Um, that's not progress. That's a real setback. <clears throat> there are still some races that were supposed to be decided rather heavily toward the Republicans, and now they're still waiting for the re results to come in. You know, they they don't have a, a, you know the, the really decision uh, a very clear decision made because of the closeness of these races, which gives rise to again the question of how honest they are. <clears throat> Someone said, uh, I, I heard it was either Lenin or. I think it was Lenin, <laughs> attributed to him anyway, that it matters not who casts the vote, but who counts the vote. And uh, I, there's a word going around now that uh, the votes really don't matter. It's the ballots that matter. They're not concerned about the vote because the vote comes from us. All that they're really concerned about is the ballots. <clears throat> and um, uh, counting the ballots as they see fit was there a lot of rampant dishonesty and chicanery and cheating going on? I'm sure there was. There's plenty of evidence for it already. I mean, voting machines going down in heavily Republican sectors, you know. Um, I understand that as of at least last night, there were 600,000 votes, ballots that had not been counted uh, just in Maricopa County in, in Arizona because of malfunctions, you know, in their voting machines. Uh, they had some kind of strange system put in where they would print a ballot for you on the spot, and the printers weren't working properly. Mm. Um, seems strange. All of that's supposed to have been tested in, in good working condition. But all of these mistakes, all of these glitches, always seem to go one way. Yeah. You know, they always seem to go in favor of the Democrats and against the Republicans. <clears throat> a little bit too much of uh, to be a coincidence. So, uh, but what I was actually concerned about, Tom, more concerned about anything else, actually, <clears throat> was that uh, no matter what the results would be uh, or how they would be tabulated, uh, that there would be such a divide that, that there would be those who would be adamantly opposed to accepting the decision <clears throat> or the results and that it could lead to armed conflict. <clears throat> if people feel they're being cheated out of uh, their country, uh, disenfranchised by a uh, bunch of uh, thieving, uh, well, uh, office stealers, you know, uh, who then want to take control over their lives as they take control over their country, um, then there are people who are not going to stand for that. Uh, when it gets to that point where they feel people, they, ha they are desperate, they have no choice uh, to accept being enslaved, um, by essential election pirates, uh, domestic and foreign too, then, you know, I feel that there are people are going to find it necessary to, to uh, fight back. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, one thing we certainly don't want is a civil war, and no one wants that. <clears throat> so, well, unfortunately, there might be some who do, but any, any sensible person doesn't want that, doesn't want it to come to that. So we prayed uh, for an honest election. We prayed for an, a good election that, that truly good people would be uh, elected and would be given the offices to which they were elected. And we prayed that, uh, you know, God would bless our country and make. But all of that depends upon, of course, our nation being faithful to God or unfaithful to Him.
And if we remain unfaithful and uh, want to live uh, sinful lives, uh, you know, separated from God, ignoring his, his sovereignty over us, then we are going to reap the consequences. The consequences are not going to be pretty. <clears throat> In any case, uh, uh, there are some, some uh, contests that are still outstanding for a senator in uh, uh, Georgia mm -hmm. and uh, governor in Arizona and a variety of others too. And uh, I just hope and pray that the uh, candidates, especially the ones who are pro-life and anti-abortion um, and those who you know believe in the natural law of God, I hope that they hold on and don't get bullied or intimidated into conceding uh, prematurely. I hope they, they hold out because um, I believe that help is on the way. And uh, it seems that uh, there are perhaps tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of ballots out there yet to be counted. It might well be uh, ballots for uh, Republican candidates who will stand for what is right. Again, I'm hoping that'll be the case. So we still have to keep praying. We have to keep praying for that intention. Yeah. Father, you, you mentioned the, the counting of the votes. Um, someone was, was asking today, why, um, why does it take so long to count all of these votes when it seems we can apparently put a man on the moon, but um, a simple yeah. fourth grade math of, of counting these ballots can take weeks and weeks and months even at, <coughs> at a time. You find that suspicious at all? Well, it is highly suspicious. It's it's uh, it's chicanery. It's it's a tool of cheaters to do that. <clears throat> uh, all of these early voting mm. processes they go through, mail-in ballots and so on, yeah. uh, due to COVID. Uh, in other words, these are all tools for uh, cheating and dishonesty. Uh, they were basically put in place precisely, evidently. <laughs> it it sure looks that way in order to uh, fake the vote. Yeah. And, um, you know, as the, uh, the election day approached, uh, there were more and more um, debates and there was more and more uh, clarity on what the candidates stood for. So those who just voted early uh, missed all of that, you know? And uh, in the 2020 election, there were people coming out afterwards, uh, much afterwards, saying, if only I'd known, I never would have voted the way I did, meaning they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. Um, um, but they didn't. They, they jumped the gun. They voted early. They mailed in their ballots, or someone mailed in their ballots. <laughs> Sometimes they don't even know who mailed in their ballots. <clears throat> um, and there was a lot of uh, fakery going on in this election uh, too, in advance. I mean, Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania mailed out, what, 250, 290,000 ballots uh, uh, weeks before the election. They couldn't account for them. Um, I mean, what's what's going on there? How is this even possible? And then, of course, uh, President Biden came out and said that, oh, it might take days or weeks to count the ballots after election day. Uh, in other words, well, if we need more Democratic ballots to win these cases, well, we'll just give ourselves more time to go find them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think most everybody understood his words in that sense. Um, and lo and behold, uh, uh, by, by that evening, uh, on election day, 
the uh, the main mainstream media were already declaring winners, uh, with still thousands, thousands and thousands of, of ballots out, yeah. not having been counted yet. Um, why? Because they wanted to go by the early voting and the mail-in voting, and that would be heavily Democrat. So they wanted to declare that right from the start that they are the winners. Uh, it's so patently dishonest yeah. that. It, they're not even trying to hide it anymore, you know. Uh, in any case, um, it really is disgraceful. And um, you know, Tom, it, it's a, I'm afraid it, it's at the point, as Tucker Carlson said, where the American people have just kind of accepted it as the norm that yeah. they're going to be cheated yeah. at the ballot box. They're going to be cheated there. They expect it, and they accept it. Almost, but that's suicidal for a country to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it, we we just can't accept that. Uh, leading up to this election now, this midterm election, there were efforts in some states to reform, and some states did. But uh, any any efforts at reform, uh, electoral reform. Uh, in other states were thwarted by liberal lawyers who jammed the courts with uh, court cases against any attempt to reform the uh, election process. You know, one thing that really puzzles me, uh, amazes me, is the, uh, the uh, contest for governor between the Republican uh, Carrie Lake and the Democrat uh, Howe, is her name, I think? In, um, I think she's the lieutenant governor, if I'm not mistaken, um, in, in Arizona. Anyway, she's a high official in Arizona, but she's in charge of assuring the integrity of the election. So here you have a Democrat who's a, the candidate for the governor of the state of Arizona, and she personally is in charge of guaranteeing the, the integrity of the election, the honesty of the election. She's telling everyone, oh, it's, it's perfectly fine, because yeah, yeah, it had her ahead. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Carrie Lake insists that there are still perhaps hundreds of thousands of votes out there for her as the Republican candidate. She's confident they're going to win. <clears throat> the effort with pressure was being put on her to concede, but she wouldn't do it. Thank goodness she didn't. <clears throat> um, it astounds me that uh, the Whitmer uh, lady in Michigan supposedly uh, won. I don't know if that's been certified yet. I don't know if her opponent has conceded that yet. Um, but, uh, you know, the more they look into these, the more they look into these elections, the more they find anomalies, the more they find strange things that are statistically impossible. Uh, I was just reading some, uh, watching something today about this peculiarity about the election of Hochul, governor in uh, the woman governor of New York, uh, that that showed, well, basically, uh, numbers involved in the in the electoral results there that would seem to be impossible, you know. Um, so uh, I mean, you, you, the the problem is though, you you find these things. And they really are so striking that any rational person would say, that can't be, there's something wrong here. 
But you try to take it to the courts, the courts are dominated by the same gang, right? The, the same leftist gang that's uh, basically uh, moved in and taken over, right? Um, so uh, that's why, you know, I keep insisting that, uh, you know, that when God, God himself has to intervene here. Um, and all we're trying to do is trying to be faithful to our Lord. So we have confidence that he can and will intervene. But we have to, uh, we have to, you know, be faithful to him uh, in order to even, uh, you know, uh, approach to ask for that help. So let's let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. let's be that. Be good. Be faithful to our Lord. We uh, we stand. We take our stand on the kingship of our Lord Jesus Christ. We proclaim that to the world that he is the king. That he has. The divine right, as well as the human right, as God made man and the savior of mankind, the redeemer of mankind, to command us by his laws to judge our compliance and to reward or punish us, depending on our uh, our faithfulness to him. He has that right, and his right will be exercised. Whether the people will have him or not, they will find out that, in fact, he is their king. And we're just trying to let them know now, trying to make them realize that they should rec- acknowledge him here now. Mm-hmm. Father, very, very quickly, maybe the last question is: um, What do you you make of uh, some of the issues that were that were on the ballot? Um, it seems uh, you know some states are enshrining abortion in their constitution; other states are, are making efforts and uh, attempting to mm-hmm. to say that their constitution does not, in, in any way, grant any right to abortion. Um, and it seems that. There's even talk of this that that um, abortion now seems to be coming to the forefront as really the dividing issue mm-hmm. um, between our country, and it seems that we're starting to see that more and more. Would you agree with that assessment that abortion is kind of the dividing issue right now? Oh, I think it is. Yes, it, it, I think it always has been <clears throat> um, since the Supreme Court um, struck down the anti-abortion laws throughout the states. Um, that has been the issue. And all of the evils that we've witnessed have followed from it. Uh, I think abortion is the root cause um, of just the dissolution of our entire society and our country. Uh, The country's disintegrating over that. Why? Well, because it it has to do with uh, the value of human life and God's uh, sovereignty over human life. Abortion denies the sovereignty of God over the human life. It denies the human soul. Um, It basically um, acknowledges that a woman, or even not the woman, sometimes her boyfriend, who wants to push her into this, forcing her to this, against her will, um, uh, can selfishly, for selfish, entirely selfish purposes, destroy the life of that child. And it is motivated by utter selfishness, really. So once that has been enshrined in this country uh, as as some demon idol, (laughs) um, then uh, the consequences are going to be devastating, and they have been. And this is what the Democrats, uh, you know, this is what they rally around. They're rallying around abortion. Uh, the debauchery and the, and the uh, destruction of our country. 
not just life by life, but the very concept of uh, what, what human life is uh, in our country is being being murdered by abortionists. So with that, I mean, everything else goes. Everything goes. I mean, the Bill of Rights. I mean, everything. Um, the, the, the United States Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, everything that talks about God's sovereignty and um, uh, human nature and the the rights that we possess from God, uh, it's it's all under attack in abortion. So, uh, you know, you'd have to expect that, you know, it would come to this. Um, of course, what they... What they enshrine in their constitutions, I say enshrine it, what they, what they put in their constitution today can be taken out tomorrow. There can be a, another vote that would take that away, just as there was for Roe versus Wade. And the Supreme Court overturned that. So it can be done with these, uh, these states. Um, but they're going to pay. They have a, they're going to have a terrible price to pay for having done this. Um, but we now have to rise up and we have to insist... It's, it's tragic that Kentucky, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, had the opportunity to vote on issue two, I think it was, and uh, Planned Parenthood and, and their uh, affiliates poured millions of dollars into Kentucky. They poured million, millions of dollars into Kentucky in order to swing that vote, to, to um, overcome that effort to say actually in the Constitution of Kentucky, the Commonwealth, that uh, nothing in that Constitution provided a right to an abortion. We have to, we have to move on that. You know, we, have to, we have to insist that that be so. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a, a terrible thing that we have to even think about doing that. But uh, that there, there are people who would want to in, interpret the constitutions of the states in such a way that they provide for an abortion. But now they're doing that because the Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade. They think yeah. they have to take it to the states. Well, here, but we have to battle in the states now to get the constitution of the states to make sure that, again, nothing in those constitutions can be interpreted to provide any right to an abortion. Mm. It's a wake-up call. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get going on that. Absolutely. There are states that have actually moved on that, too. Thank goodness, and moved in the right direction also. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, abortion is such a, such a, an evil. It, it, it is like, it is such a gross evil. Once someone can convince himself or herself that it's not only a human right, but it's a positive good to murder a child within the womb, once they, they are convinced that this is something to brag about, boast about, and to fight for as, a, as, a, as a, an essential human right to abort a child, there's nothing left of that person as a person in the sense that uh, that person has completely, uh, essentially annihilated his conscience. Uh, and there's nothing that, per that person could not justify. They, they can justify that. They can justify anything. Um... So, I mean, in, in, um, in writing the majority opinion for that Roe versus Wade opinion uh, in 1978, uh, Blackman... 73? 73, I'm sorry. In 73, Blackman um, 
actually was letting loose uh, this, this horrible uh, mental, spiritual disease in this in this nation. Uh, that um, it, it's it's just like letting loose the devil. It's like opening a pit of hell mm-hmm. into our country. Yep. And we have to we have to absolutely oppose that. Ordinarily, of course, the great opponent of all of these evils would be um, the Vatican, the Catholic Church, and so on. But under Francis, um, he is occasionally making a, an oblique reference or even an, an, an express reference about these things. But then by his actions, he negates even those few statements he makes by awarding and praising abortionists. He awards them, um, you know, uh, decorations of the church um, in the name of the church, and he praises them for their work when they're just out-and-out child murderers, abortionists. Uh, That speaks much louder than anything else he can say. Um, One might say, well, you you can't say uh, uh, Francis is pro-abortion, but you certainly can say he's pro-abortionist, because he promotes them and praises them every chance he gets. And the, 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 the more uh, pronounced and the more famous and the more powerful they are, the more he praises them. <clears throat> so this is the problem. I mean, uh, we're left to our own resources to try to stand against this great evil. But you know, when you're standing with God, um, you're, God is a majority of one. Yes, and um, <clears throat> you know that you're on the right side, regardless of the whole world stand against you. But if you're taking the stand on the basis of what uh, you know by, by faith, what God has taught you, well, you have no choice. That's where you stand, and that's what we have to do now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to be facing more and more battles over these elections as years, the years, or even the months ahead go go by. Um, um, struggling for the integrity of, of the electoral process here in America is one of the, the great and decisive battles we have to face. But, I mean, let's face it, you know, as we fight for the integrity of our vote, our vote for our public officials, to realize that each and every one of us is voting every day by the way we live our lives, <clears throat> by being faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ or not. We are voting every single day, day by day, with every act of charity, with every sin we commit, we're already casting a vote. And that vote is not counted by Democrats or Republicans or, or observers or poll watchers. or that, count, that, that vote is known to God. And uh, so every, every time we... we do something out of love for our Lord. Every time we perform one of the corporal or spiritual works of mercy, that's a vote. We're casting a vote. We're casting a vote for our Lord Jesus Christ, the King. And those are the most important votes of all. We should really, you know, remember that when we get very concerned about the electoral process here in our country and how important it is. Yes, of course it is important. But if it's been corrupted, it's corrupted by corrupt people. And people are corrupt because they reject God and his law. And uh, we have something very important to say about that every day of our lives. 
whether we're, we are going to be faithful or not. And uh, we, we, we have to realize that uh, the way we live our daily lives, we're constantly voting for one or the other. You know? <clears throat> if the um, public electoral process in the country is at risk or even now that corrupted, it is because of our sins. And uh, the sins, our individual sins, and the sins of our nation, abortion. And we can and must counteract that by living lives of fidelity to God. And in the end, those are the votes that's actually going to, those are the ones that are going to count. Um, so let's, let's do that. Let's take care of that. Now, I may not be able to heal the electoral process in the United States of America, at least not overnight. <clears throat> One thing I can do is live this day faithful to our Lord, cast those votes, and no one can miscount those votes. They are what they are. God knows. And in the end, those are the ones that are going to count. Mm -hmm. Well, Father, you've uh, certainly given us a lot to pray for, so I think I can let you go with that because I know you have the uh, Holy Hour of Reparation um, here at Immaculate yeah. Conception that uh, you're about to offer in just a matter of moments. So uh, thank you for that. And if, if any of our viewers are... Uh, maybe concerned about some of the, the things they've heard, they can um, they can watch that Holy Hour actually live-streamed and make Absolutely. the Holy Hour at home, um, wherever, wherever they may be. Time, so. yes. They should do that. Yeah, but uh, Father, thanks for being here tonight. Appreciate at, that. At, uh, Thursday night every uh, from 8 to 9 yep. p.m. on every Thursday night. That's, right. That's casting a vote. <laughs> Thank you, Father. So, uh, God bless you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you to all of our viewers as well for watching this episode of What Catholics Believe. Until next time, we ask that you all remember the words of Our Lady at Fatima to consecrate yourselves and your families to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and to pray and do penance. Thank you and God bless you.